Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. Before your favorite AfterBuzz TV after show begins, I'm so excited to tell you that my new cookbook is out. It's called The Every Girl's Guide to Cooking. It's the quickest, fastest, easiest, most amazing recipes for kitchen newbies and chefs alike. Please check out mariamenounos.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Back, <laughs> Welcome back, sleepyheads, to the Sleepy Hollow After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. We're talking about episode 313, Dark Mirror. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Thank you so much for joining us. Joining us today, you can tweet me throughout the week, throughout the show, at that Zach Wilson. Now let me introduce my panel, Jack Borowski. Holla. Stephen Lemieux. Hey, guys, what's up? We're here to talk about the Jersey Devil. Wait, we're talking about Daria Baronado? Our, our, our host, who's now a wrestler with NXT, who goes by the Jersey Devil? No. That's oh. not who... No. Oh. I, I Sorry. Mean, I thought we were going to talk about Martin Brodeur oh. for, like, the next 45 minutes. Oh. Did you want to yeah. start with the Jersey Devil? No. I just, that, so there is this that great... Was, <laughs> that was the big thing out of this episode. Um, well, Jackie, what do you think of the, what, you think of the episode? Um, I, I mean, I liked it in the sense that it moved the plot forward again. I think... Um, I'm a little bummed because I did like the Jersey Devil as a character, and when you do Monster of the Week stuff like they do with the Kindred, you just kind of like are killing off these characters that I'm like, they the could Jersey, be great. Yeah, the thing with the Jersey Devil was that he had this cool tie-in to like Franklin and Ichabod yeah. with a backstory, and so I kind of liked that. I thought of, I thought maybe. He could be used as a foe more often. He could have been a more street level rival yeah. for Ichabod. Yeah. As opposed to like the hidden one who's like this and even Pandora, who are just big, powerful, godlike beings right. that they're up against. He could and uh, he could have been a step above Vest of the Week in that he's like there on the ground fighting. Yeah. You know I what mean, it is? Uh, yeah. It's that there's not enough gears in motion. Right now you have Ichabod and Abby, and then you have the hidden one in Pandora. Mm-hmm. You don't have, like, Ichabod and Abby, this group that's doing their thing, this group that's doing their thing, this group that's doing their thing, and the hidden one. We're just expecting anyone that Ichabod and Abby run into be directly associated with the hidden one. We don't have enough unknowns that we've been introduced to to expect something to be like, okay, is this somebody sent by the hidden one, or is this a member of the Hessian party? Is this uh, something else? Like, you're kind of just locked into this box of knowing exactly where everything's coming from and the motivations behind it. See, I don't even... I didn't actually mind that he was working with the hidden one so much as, like, that we got rid of him so quickly that, like, that didn't... Because if he was... the, The hidden one keeps talking about having, like, lieutenants... Or like, yeah, like, like where are the foot soldiers? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But not just like a foot soldier that he throws one at a time at them, but like somebody who like sticks around, right. And like is a soldier for him, and not just like cannon fodder. I and I think um, I agree with both of those things. But yeah, Steve, that's one of the things that I loved about season one was that there were so many variables at play, and I feel like 
even now we know, I guess, it's it's inferred that the symbol is tied to the hidden one. And I was kind of hoping that the symbol would be something separate. Yeah. Um, just because I would have enjoyed that extra variable. I would have enjoyed, okay, now we're bringing this other thing, too. Um, Do we know 100% that I, it's a symbol? And I don't, like, we know that it's on the temple... The symbol is on the temple where at the catacombs where Abby the was. They, where, they say catacombs so much in the show. I know, and I just keep thinking of Matt Lieberman with the catacombs. The catacombs. Um, we know that the symbol was on the catacombs building, which it seemed in the flashback that that whole building, like the basement portion, the catacombs portion, was was uh, the hidden ones section, and then the top portion was his brothers. Yeah. So. Part of me is like, well, what if that is the symbol for his brother, whoever his brother is? Yeah, well, let, let's talk about the flashback. Like, that was the big thing, I think, overall, the overarching story that we got out of this episode yeah. was we got the backstory of the hidden one from the, the weird, <laughs> weird video. wax video records yes. that, uh, that what, what was his Guys, name? it's logical technology, okay? <laughs> The Jimmy ja- Japheth, Japheth Leeds. Oh, Japheth Leeds, yeah. yeah Not Japheth, Jimmy Jones. Japheth Leeds created a video projector <laughs> 200 years before uh, He's got skills. It existed. Yeah, He's you know, got skills. Because wax totally projects images. And wax because, totally Because science. And wax guys. totally doesn't like melt or dis- destroy over time. Yeah. That's why we have so many of those original phonograph cylinders around. That's why I have wax movies. Duh. (laughs) All right. Anyway, but so we those gave us the first like our first really backstory, our first look at the backstory of the hidden one. Yes. And it's basically Hades. Yeah. This is it's what Steve Steve said. He mentioned it earlier on, which is uh, the hidden one is kind of Hades. Which makes sense because you have him with Pandora, and then um, Greek I'm mythology. A, I'm a, yeah, it's yeah. Greek mythology, which is weird though because if you if you look up the hidden one is a reference to an Egyptian god Amun, who eventually got melded later in time, got melded with Ra, and just became the god that created everything. So it's basically the equivalent of Zeus. So it's kind of confusing because he has this name of an Egyptian god who would be the equivalent of Zeus, but... That doesn't bother me that much, and I'll tell you why. It's because throughout this show, we're introduced to historical figures Mm -hmm. whose histories are less than... less than... Exact to what the books say. Um, So anything that we read on Zeus or read on the Hidden One or read on Hades in our real world, like outside Mm -hmm. of the TV show, the TV show just takes it as... Okay, if you're going to add years and years and years and years and millennium of rumors and exaggerations and things change that story, let's just throw it in the ballpark and anything could technically be accurate because everything just gets dwindled down with with age. Like nobody would expect that Thomas Jefferson had this gigantic crucible underneath the ground that had all the knowledge and computers and stuff. Like but like honestly you can't say that he didn't just because history is faded with with time. Yeah. Um, the way I look at the two myths, I mean, like you just said, there was uh, a point where, where Ra and... Um, 
Amun. Amun sort of got I don't even combined. know if I'm saying that right, so please um, don't slaughter me. I read things. I did not hear them. They sort of got combined, and that you could sort of look at that as that happened when uh, the Hidden One was freed. That he took over that, whatever. Yeah, he took like, over Ra's responsibility. Yeah, I could and see like, that. Pow- and power. Yeah. Um, and so that got the, the God of Light mm-hmm. um, that we saw is sort of a Zeus-Ra combination. And then when the Hidden One, is it was Hades, mm-hmm. broke out and of just being the God of the Underworld and took over the sky, he also took on the title of Ra. I like that idea, and I like that setup. It's just, I still feel like, um, even in the flashbacks, the Hidden One's like, I've been banished to here, and I need to get my power back. So it's like the same story. My brother doesn't like me. I'm just like, he made me stay in the basement. I know. He doesn't let me play the Xbox, Mom. I do, I do like, though, that he he came out to, like, interact with uh, Leeds' character character the goat scorpion boy yeah he didn't just like look at him through like a water camera yeah i like i like that we're bringing him out to like interact with his minions as inefficient as they are um i also i'm not crazy about his robe either i was like really his creepy god robe yeah it's so like pandora's outfits are so well constructed and that seemed to me so poorly constructed i was like really you couldn't, really? You couldn't make him a better robe? It He's was, got, like, these weird, circular, terrible discs. It was handmade by the slaves of the underworld, and they would really not appreciate you bad-mouthing their workmanship at this moment. They also happen to be the same costumers as the Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying the Power Rangers costumes were made by slaves of yes. the underworld? Yes. <laughs> That is exactly what I'm saying. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I was disappointed in that because it's it's like if you're building this guy up to be a big, bad kind of guy and the actor has all the right things is part of what is I find so annoying about this because the actor himself is like he's got this cool voice and he's imposing and you're like, but you're not letting him do anything and then you're putting him in a silly bathrobe. Stop that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, but at least he's out. He gets out. Like this is the, thing, this is the first he time he's out. left the house. Yes. In millennia. Yeah. He, came he didn't out change the... out of his bathroom, but he left the house. <laughs> I just imagine him like going about town and just slapping random puddles and seeing whose heads explode. <laughs> yes, he's like you, you. <laughs> <laughs> this puddle is angry. Um, but the whole adventure that they're on, I guess you could say, like, is it's to get him the sands of life. Yes, cool. the hourglass, um, the sands of the hourglass from the days of our lives, yeah, which is all I could think about. I was like, they're building the days of our lives. Uh, but that's why he enlists the Jersey Devil. Yes. And I like that they, they, I like that they brought in a myth that I'm like semi-familiar with, at least I, the name of that. That is one of the things that I find strongest about Sleepy Hollow is when they bring in like a Frankenstein monster or, you know, very well-known myths and like the Sandman. The yeah. Sandman's still one of the most memorable yeah. monsters yeah. they've created on this show. And I think, I again, Sleepy Hollow doing what it does best, tying a well-known uh, mythology, the Jersey Devil, into a character that's connected with Ichabod. Which, interestingly enough, I read that the Jersey Devil mythology extends back to the colonial era. And um, the... 
the guy was actually his last name would be Leeds because the dad was named Japheth Leeds, but the actual Jersey Devil was like the thirteenth son of Japheth Leeds. Oh, interesting. So um, they kept that kind of like name time period. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, the idea that, like, Benjamin Franklin had this, like, squirrely rival who's like, you're such a dick, like, you And I liked the actor, too. I liked the actor who played it. He had this, like, wonderful British sneer about him that I thought was, like, perfect for, I thought it was perfect for the role. And so I, I was kind of bummed that, you know, we got rid of him so soon. Somebody on the chat roll called him the lightning rod demon. Lightning rod demon. Um, I mean, he, look, whatever, like, he's a dick, but he's a good inventor. Um, not just the movie projector, um, but he created a lightning rod that wasn't a key. And I like, I mean, I like the idea that maybe this, like, tying in these characters to the elements is maybe, like, tying them to these, like, mythological gods who were, who were heavily tied into, like, earth elements, like, mm. wind and the sun. Like, Amun was originally the god of the air before he was tied in with Ra, who's the god of the sun. Mm. So I, I like, I like, I kind of like that play, too. Yeah, but so they, they set out the, to, to hunt down... The Jersey Devil. Yes. Did, what did you think of the design? This yellow-faced, like, blue scorpion tail with, like, horns? I just... And... Was it, was I it know I goofy? compare things. I know I compare things to Buffy a lot, but it reminded me... Um, it reminded me of a lot of the goofier, like, demons on Buffy who yeah. end up not being the scary ones, but the ones that are, like... It reminded me of Lorne. Do you remember him? He was on Angel. <laughs> it kind of... And, I mean, bless that actor. He's yes, dead. But uh But he, he was kind of, like, the the friendlier demon, the non-scary demon. So it kind of reminded me too much of that, whereas Sleepy Hollow, like Steve said, the Sandman was a very memorable demon. We have had on Sleepy Hollow some actually, like, nightmare terrifying demons. Yeah. So to have him be so kind of, like, goofy-looking was was a little little throwing throwing me off. It was out of place. Yeah. Because you're right. Like, that that creature design would have been perfectly at home in a show like Buffy. Right. But, like, here it's, like, goat boy. Yeah, it is kind of like goat boy. Yeah. My first thought was... The witnesses... (laughs) I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin. He kind of talked like that, too, when he first talked to the hidden one because he was like, my voice is, like, broken or whatever. So he kind of had that, like, go boy voice. And I'm like, what is this? Ichabod. And it's, again, it's, it's a shame a... because it's like, I thought that actor was a really good actor and you put him in all this makeup and it's just not... It's not congruent with what I was expecting. You're insane. No, I'm the devil. (laughs) I'm the devil, goat boy. (laughs) Um, Sting of a scorpion, claws of a wolf, voice of a sheep. Um, Yeah, I mean, look, it was it was cool. It just like it was some. It was just there was a some tweaks that were like it felt a little off from like from the game of Sleepy Hollow. Right. Um, but the story, like, I sort of warmed to it as we went through the episode. Like, it was better towards the back half when we're, like, actually having to fight him. Yes. Um, in the field. 
Where he stabs Ichabod with his scorpion tail. I feel like this is the 90th time Ichabod has been some sort of poisoned. He's got so many poisons in his blood <laughs> yes. stream at this point, and so many antidotes. I was like, like really? Ichabod gets poisoned again? Like, it's almost like the Batman thing, like he's always got an antidote in his back belt. Good thing that I'm resistant against goat boys, because when I was raised from six to seven, I stayed in the Hartford, Connecticut school for goat boy poisons. Well, he memorized the, the poison antidote, so it's like, maybe that's why like he knows he's getting poisons so he memorizes yeah. all these things. Abby really nails that formula yeah. that she was measuring <laughs> on the fly. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. Um, yeah, It's a good thing we had this convenient jar of goat boy poisoning sitting around in the, <laughs> in the lair. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's the thing. Like, that was that part didn't sit true for me because because of that because it was it was too easy to for her to figure out how to cure him and uh, it was especially also without, just like you know when you're baking a cake it's like you need you need to get the portions right which is why yeah. I never make a good cake because I am I suck at getting the right because you portions. gotta weigh it you can't just measure it. you have to weigh it I don't desserts know about baking cooking. is by weight it's not by measurement. Really? Sure, why not? Yeah, um, especially when you're making like chocolate and sweets and stuff. Oh. See, I don't know anything about that, but I do know that you have to get the por- portions right. And he's just like, I need this, this, and that. And Abby's like, yep, bam, 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 right proportions, everything mixed She's together. She's making it more like a like a like an alcoholic beverage. Yeah. Where you're just like, well, that works and that works. Yeah. And maybe I'll just put this and like just. Exactly. That's so let's, better that let's, way. Go, let's go to the other side of the coin, though, and let me play devil's advocate here for a second. And what if the influence from being connected with the Hidden One has given her this knowledge? Uh, why would the Hidden One want to save Ichabod, though? Like, no, why it's would just he... knowledge. I'm not saying that he's actively giving her the recipe. I'm saying being mentally connected in some way, shape, or form as she is, seeing the symbol everywhere, has that granted her knowledge of how to deal with some of these things? Or is it just an innate wisdom of the witness? Um, I mean, there could be arguments for that. They've never established any witness abilities like that at this point. True. I would be totally open to that as a characteristic of the witnesses. Right. Um, like they, they just, can make yeah. anti anti uh, anti poisons. They they're just they get antibodies. They become good with chemistry, or they're good. It would be antibodies. Yeah. Um, they become good with chemistry. Or they become stronger. Or anything like that. Yeah. Antidote, not anecdote. Antidote, <laughs> not anecdote. Antidote. She, she's really trying her set over at the comedy <laughs> store. You got the witness level anecdotes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Terrible. Those anecdotes uh, are great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, Abby in this episode is going through her own ringer. Of sorts. Um, she, yeah, she's, we know she's obsessed with that symbol, and then towards the end of the episode, we, like, we'll, we learn from Ichabod that that symbol is bad, but we don't even exactly know why, which was irritating me, because you would think for him to explain to Abby why she needs to separate herself from the symbol, he would explain, like, this is why it's evil. And, I mean, yes, Abby does make the ultimate decision to say, like, I need your help to help me stop being obsessed with this symbol. But at the same time, you think he would just say, oh, this is why it's bad, and this is why, like, you should separate yourself from it. Well, I don't necessarily agree, because words only have meaning if you know the meaning behind them. Like, that's that's one of the main things that some books go over with, like, casting spells or doing incantations or drawing symbols even. Like... You can draw a magical symbol all you want. If you don't know the meaning of it, it has no power. So if Ichabod was to tell her the meaning of the symbol, and then in her mind she knows that, and then is drawing the symbols, 
I feel like more power, would give would, it power. Yeah, more power would come out of okay, it. Okay, I will buy that logic. I do not think the writers thought of that logic, <laughs> but I will buy that. Look, I will find any way <laughs> to make an excuse for watching this show every week. <laughs> Um, I do think, though, I think it's going to be a bait and switch. Like, I feel like the symbol's going to be associated with the Hidden One's brother rather than the Hidden One. I agree. Um, it was too easy yeah. for it to be connected to him. Um, it was just too convenient. And I want to uh, know, like, does the thrall mean more than her just having PTSD and being obsessed with it from being in the catacombs? Like, I don't know if if it's just, like... Oh, I'm obsessed with this because I couldn't eat or sleep or like dream or like function as a normal human being. So I became obsessed with the only. I think it's I think it's the symbol for the catacombs, and she's just obsessed with catacombs. No, but I literally think it's because she's literally she's. I'm gonna stop saying literally. She is an escaped demon. If you really if you think about it, she. That's true. She escaped from the mm. underworld through a well. She was not set free from the underworld. Yeah. She was not released from the underworld. She escaped from the hidden one's realm. She is marked by the hidden one's realm, and she so, is beholden to it. So, do you think any of the demons that we come across become obsessed with that symbol? I think it's I his think so. power that calls him. I think anyone who's from that realm would be would be. Obsessed. I don't think it's like an obsession. I think it's that's his power calling to her. I do think there is some sort of consequence to in in any sort of like mythology. There has to be a consequence to you. Abby basically, quote unquote, died to save her friends by going into this realm, like by bringing the shard into the realm. And because she essentially was not supposed to escape that. And I think that did make her marked because um, by escaping uh, by escaping her own death. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, we still haven't seen where she came out of on the other side of the well. She just appeared... She came no, out she in the came water. Out in, the, in, the, in the creek. In the, yeah, the creek. Oh, she did come out in the creek. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, she dropped into the and well it'd be and interesting. Out in it'd the... be interesting to see, like, Whatever. why does Ichabod know that symbol is bad? Like, maybe Betsy Ross had the same reaction when she well, came out. Well, he only seemed to know it was bad because it was in whoa, whoa. Leeds... I just got laboratory. something. Like, he just was like, this Leeds has this. Right. It must be bad. What, what are you thinking? Betsy Ross escaped the same way as Abby, yeah, so she would, have, she would have suffered the same the thing same Abby's problem. suffering right now. Yeah. So if the what caused the downfall of whatever happened to Betsy Ross, whether it's history has paved over it as some, like, oh, she died quietly in her sleep, when really it was just some big thing where she was going to do something evil, mm-hmm. or she, was, she tried to assassinate George Washington and Ichabod had to be the one to stop her, or whatever it is, she was beholden to another power... That would explain she would have been drawing the same symbol around Ichabod. She would have been more obsessed just as Abby is now. So Ichabod would know, oh, crap, this is a sign. Whatever happened to Betsy is now happening to Abby. So hopefully she's not going to just design a flag and die. Hopefully I can save her from that fate. I mean, I didn't see any evidence that he recognized the symbol from beforehand, but that doesn't mean he's not seeing the same pattern. I mean, what we're getting with Abby in this episode is very much... An addiction, like metaphor. Yes. But I, to be honest, I thought it was sort of a weak uh, analogy. Like I didn't think they used that that idea to its fullest. I don't. Not even that. No step was like. No step was like. Oh, that's not how addiction works. It was just like they did it so quickly because we only found out about this in the last episode, and then like she basically deals with it for like a day or two. 
And it doesn't have the big consequences that you need to drive home and like how devastating an addiction can be to somebody's life. Like she almost like doesn't help, doesn't save Crane, but but that's almost like yeah. there, for this to have the weight of like a, a drug addiction, which you is a consequence. A, yeah, there needed to be a consequence. There needed to be something that real, some really bad thing that happened as a result. She needed to hit. She never hit. Or even came close to hitting rock bottom. I could see, I I could agree with that because we have we have Ichabod having that scene with Jenny at um, brunch where he's saying, "Oh, Abby's really bad," blah blah blah. But it's like we as viewers are like, "Yeah, this is bad. Like you shouldn't be drawing like worshiping weird symbols in your garage." But at the same time, it didn't seem to impair her too much. Like, All she wanted to do was stay near it. Yeah. And, like, so, like, she was making excuses to stay near it. Like, I it. could see where maybe she, like, stopped showing up for her job for a couple of days or something. And then that's when the red flag came because it's like, oh, well, Abby's a responsible person. So why is she doing this? Yeah, and but they even Warcraft. make a point in within this episode of saying, like, you got, you're going back to work. Like, right. your life's getting back on track. So, like... She seems to be getting better with this thing. It's not adversely affecting her life, which right. is what addictions do. Addictions right. are very dangerous things. And well, and the same thing with PTSD feeling. is like we we have this reference too to PTSD, mm-hmm. and it's like it it seems more like kind of an obsession. But I, I would I would have thought she would have more of a PTSD reaction to what happened to her. Yeah, I mean, because they say, like, soldiers do what they can when they get back from war. And, like, I think that the idea is that this another symptom of Abby's PTSD, and because a lot of people that are dealing with that find themselves either addicted to alcohol or prescription drugs or non-prescription drugs. Um, and that's a, a totally legitimate place to go. I just I mean, wish they'd leaned into it a little harder. And it might be it might be interesting to see if they how they lean into it in the future, because it affects everyone differently. So, like, they could potentially have some personality side effects even if Abby wasn't seeing this in, in seeing this image like uh, my friend was in Marine Corps he was one of the people who uh, scrapped the IEDs so he'd like go out with the metal detector and find the IEDs Ooh. and he said that when he was back like he never thought about like the stuff that happened over there but when he went to see a doctor his blood pressure was just continually 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 high and he was, like, quick-triggered. He was very quick to get angry, like, very big mood swings. And he didn't even realize that he was affected by anything. He thought he was fine. Yeah. It just kind of is one of those subconscious yes. things that is always just gnawing at you. And he didn't realize that he had a problem until he went to a doctor and figured out that there's certain things you need to do whether you think you're fine or not. Yeah, there's a lot of involuntary response to PTSD. My, um, my dad was in the Gulf War, and he hates candles. And he doesn't really... Like, I mean, he just he just doesn't he thinks they're like a safety hazard or whatever. But he was at a party once and he just started blowing out the person's candles at the party. And my mom was like, this is not even our house. Like, why is he doing that? And he didn't even realize he had done it when she told him. She was like, you just blew out that person's candles like all around their living room. And he was like, what? And so there I feel like there's almost like this subconscious response that. Um, they are kind of addressing here, but not really addressing. That's the thing. It's like I applaud them for going after that yeah. storyline because I think it's a very good way to do it. It's very especially, and I love when fantasy shows 
go into those very real world scenarios. They just they it, this felt like a half measure. Like they could do this in a big way. But you could also say that you know this might not even be uh, like an addiction. This might not even be something as serious as what we think it is. It could just be her mind's way of coping while being alone for 10 months in a place was like kind of just becoming hypnotized by this symbol that was there. And now it's kind of like the the Castaway Wilson thing where every time he sees like a Wilson volleyball after that, it like kind of comes to mind. And she's like kind of trying to escape into her own mind at times. And that's what she had used. The symbol is what she had used. So it's kind of an escape for her in a way. I don't know. People in the chat role are also pointing out, which I think it's good to just mention, the, like, when Jenny, when she thought Jenny was going to, like, discover the symbol, she gave her, like, the dirtiest look ever, which I think, like, to me, that spoke to kind of the involuntary nature of it, is, like, Abby probably didn't even know she was doing that, you know? And I, I think that there, like, there's something sinister about her trying to, like, protect this symbol, yeah, um, I mean, they're definitely hinting, that's the thing, they're absolutely hinting at these, yeah. these storylines, and I think they, they may do some more with it as we go forward, uh, so I'm excited to see what else they do. I just thought that they resolved this, it, her yeah, addiction it stuff by easily. the end of this episode very easily, but like it did seem resolved, yeah. not like seemingly resolved, and maybe it'll come back. It seemed like, it, like they had sort of dealt with it by the end of the episode. Um, the other, let me throw out yeah. one more theory here. I'm yeah, sorry, now we have to move on. No. Uh, the other thing I can I can only think of is putting yourself in her shoes in ten months, just exploring. That's the symbol for home, in a way. I mean, every mm. any time she would leave for a long extended period of time to map the area out, that was what she would probably be looking for. Oh, yeah, to, to realize that she's back to safety yeah. and back to the closest thing to reality that she knows. So that symbol could even be, in her mind, a positive thing That's and true. not a negative thing. And now that she's left, this technically is an adventure for her away from that place yet again. Mm-hmm. And she's just, in her mind, being called home. Like, oh, it's time to get back to where I'm from. Like, if she had kind of, the energies or something has kind of bound her to that temple within the Hidden One's place. So her coming to the real world, coming really home... It's just an exploration and mapping it out before she's being called back to where she needs to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think okay. she'll go back there. I think I think we'll have to go back to the Hidden Ones Temple. We've got to go back! Sorry. Marty, um, we've got to go back! <laughs> Sorry. Uh, there's no Kate in this show, so I can't really yell the full quote. Um, um, but so the only other really plot line we got in this episode the was... Um, Joanie. The Joni. Yeah, Joanie plot Joanie, line. Joanie plot line. Where I and it's, it's, it was cute. It was cute. He, he like her her sink broke. Uh, I was actually when her sink broke. I was getting so excited because they had that scene in the beginning where they're all eating brunch together, and I wanted to be like, "Look, guys, they are moving into the house with them because the sink <laughs> is broken, and now they're going to be a team in this house." And instead, he just bought her a new yeah, trailer. I, I was a little bit thrown from this because I feel like they had if the. When did Joe get super rich? See, that, and that was another thing I was really, like, trying to figure out because he references, like, Nevin's money, like, some money he got from, like, the deal with Nevin's, but I'm like, I thought he didn't end up getting anything out of that. Did they take the And then I'm did like, they did they just the take that? Yes! Money? That was the only thing I could think of because I was like, I thought he didn't really get anything out of the deal with Nevin's. Like, 
Does do they even know Nevins is dead? That's another thing. It's like, do they? Even, no, they wouldn't know that he's yeah, dead. Yeah, it's like, do they even know he's dead? So then it's like, I, I think he just absconded that money that was in the coffin. I mean, hell yeah, why not? So coffin cash. Yeah. So now Joe has coffin cash. But he's, but that's where like he, it wasn't like I he, got my debit card, an, my credit card, my, my coffin, coffin cash. cash. <laughs> it wasn't like he got an inheritance somewhere, right? Like because he keeps. I don't know. Like it was referenced, um, like in like, some articles, it was referenced as like the Nevins inheritance, and I'm like, but they don't know Nevins is dead. And like Boo is saying, like, didn't his dad leave him his money? But like, I don't think Cor- his dad was like Papa Corbin rich. didn't have that much money. Yeah, maybe like, he sold like the lot. He, he just bought a tr- like a massive trailer like on a whim. Yes. Like that's like. Like Rockefeller type like yeah. stuff. I don't know why like, he didn't oh. just fix the sink though. I guess he's not very good at laying pipe. Oh, oh Steve, Poor we're Jenny. gonna move on. We're gonna move um, on. Yeah, but I, I mean, I thought but, um, I thought it was like cute. I also thought like her reaction to it was realistic because like if your boyfriend brought you this really expensive like new home and then like got rid of your old home you would be like a little bit upset, upset. oh yeah i mean like, that's... let's say for me like i i used to have this old junky car that i loved if like i came home one day and it was just replaced and i'd be like well where are the things in it like why did you do that you know like not that like getting a new trailer is like bad right but doing it behind her back yes yeah. yeah. Um, but I get his, like, want to surprise. Right, right. I get that, it's too. it's cute. Uh, I, think it's a re- I think it's a relatable relationship in the way that, like, you... Un- it's so interesting that, as opposed to, like, Ichabod and Abby's problems, which seem to stem from these, like, crazy supernatural things, the ones that Joe and Jenny are experiencing are, like, real couple problems. So it's kind yeah. of fun to see, like, a real couple problem in a supernatural um, environment. Yeah. Do you see them staying together? I do. Yeah. But like I think they're going to make it. They're going to make it. They're going to make it. They're gonna you, make it. No, but like do you think the writers are going to be like, "All right, now that we've built this, how do we destroy this? Well, do we kill Jenny? Do oh, we kill Joe?" Someone in the chat room said he thought it was his he thought it was dirty money from his dad's dealing with Nevins. So it must have been an inheritance uh, he got from his dad from dealing with Nevins. I'm still going to hold to the fact though that I think he's got the coffin. Coffin money. cash, man. He's Hashtag got coffin, the coffin cash. cash. Hashtag coffin cash. Uh but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I guess that makes sense if, in that he, like, hasn't wanted to touch it because he thought it was dirty before, yeah. and now he sort of learns it's a little bit cleaner yeah. than he once thought. Because Nevin said his dad was, like, a honest guy. Yeah. Maybe he was just investing in supernatural artifacts. Who knows? E- who knows? Either way. <laughs> um, the And uh, as Boop Boop reminded remind me, because I almost forgot about this, Ichabod missed his citizenship interview. Oh, yeah. Remember that storyline from seven episodes ago? Yeah. Hey, they brought it back when they brought back Zoe, so it reminded us of it two episodes ago. Did they mention it? Yeah, she's like, you. I even called. I even called my brother to get you the citizenship yeah. interview. Oh I yeah, think he totally I, bailed on that. I yep. like. I like that plotline too because it raises the very practical practical question of like you have this guy here who's supposedly a British citizen who has like. No job and no visa and no reason to be here. So I I would love to see the Ichabod almost gets deported plotline and. So that's how we're gonna get Ichabod and Abby to get married. 
God. <laughs> They're already living together. Yeah. Season like, four is green she, card season. She marries him for a green card. Oh, hey, no. if it makes if it starts out that way, I'm okay with it. All of the comments okay on YouTube it. are gonna be like, "You only accept a relationship if it's for a green card." You people suck. Hey, I like the relationship, and the green card is just a bonus. They have to really think about that. Yeah, story. they don't have the coffin cash to spare to just buy one. They got. Oh, all right. Well, I think uh, I think that's it for this episode. So before we get into predictions, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. I think it's time that we take a trip to Sleepington Abbey this week on Sleepington Abbey. The, fr- the our gang in, meets in a friend from the past, and two couples deal with the issues that may pertain to them. This evening on Days of Our Lives. <laughs> uh, I heard that uh, that Mr. Joe went out of his way to not only buy a home for Miss Jenny, but to steal and all of her possessions while doing so. Most scandalous. Scandalous, indeed. I heard that Ichabod got rid of one of his former friends by saying Benjamin Franklin sends his regards. Oh, most, most scandalous. scandalous. I heard that young Abby Mills has been drawing graffiti symbols all over the place. Destroying and defacing buildings. Most, most scandalous. Scandalous, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> I heard that, uh, that... Miss Pandora was giving a flower to the devil. <gasps> Most scandalous. I've been known to do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> flowers to the devil. I'm now Metaphorically picturing Steve and going up to the hidden one and being like, hey. I want to watch that. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the 60s protest where they put the flower in the gun. Oh, yeah. It's the one daisy I ship, in the gun. I ship Steve in one. <laughs> Stephen the Hidden one. Lemieux? Yeah, the, the Hidden, hidden Lemieux. Lemieux. <laughs> yeah, that was me last week because I wasn't here. I was the Hidden Lemieux. Oh, God. Aww. All right. Um, spending my coffee cash. I think we got to hit predictions. Oh, my gosh, before yes. Before we get out of here. Because next week's trail looks nuts. It does. It does. Where did he come from? Where did he go? Where, Where did, did he come, come from? from? When to go, Joe? Joe. Yes. <laughs> I'm so happy that that just happened. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, the, a piece of Pandora's box is up on the auction block. Uh, let's just move on before we re-examine that statement. Um, I do. It lo- It also looks like Pandora's going to betray him from uh, from the previews. She's finally tired of yeah. his stuff. Yeah, um, and I, I mean, and like, I could see where like. People were arguing, oh, she's human. Those powers weren't hers to begin with. There's no way some human who gets that much power is going to want to go back to being, like, human. Yeah, yeah but, like, just... if you're poor and then you make, like, a lot of money and it's your money, you're going to be like, this is my money. You're not going to be like, oh, it's the people who paid me this is money's money. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it like... is her power. He gave it to her. So she earned it. Yeah, she I don't think it. it's... I think they're throwing us for a little bit of a loop. I don't think she's saying that to the hidden one. I think she's. I think somebody is trying to disrupt her mental status against the hidden one. But like he doesn't even give you power. Like you don't even have whatever he wants. And she's gonna be like, "My power is my own. I don't need him." And then she's like flexing. <laughs> she's just flexing. 
That was my Pandora voice. That was an amazing. <laughs> that was an amazing impression of Shannon Sauce. My lover. <laughs> Let me grow more demon plants for you, my lover. Um, but we see, like, I guess that while they're reclaiming the piece of the of Pandora's box, um, we saw a shot of Joe, oh, Joe with claws coming back out. So I think yes. I think it looks like we're getting the Wendigo back. I like um, this, which is awesome. We've yeah. been—it's—it's it's almost like the showrunners have been listening to us yelling about getting Wendigo Joe back Here, on the show. Let me throw you a question though. Is he doing it voluntarily, or is the hidden one activating it within him against his will? I would love if it was voluntary, yeah. but I could also see it being the hidden one, and that could be a, a cool piece of like him finally him fighting ripping, that within himself, ripping yeah. our the Scooby Gang apart. Yeah. <laughs> I <guess. laughs> Uh, um, but he, but he's Aww, gonna. T- evil but- Scooby. <laughs> Scrappy Doo's head's like bolted to a wall. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! It's Scrappy. Oh, Nobody cares about Scrappy. <laughs> Just our Scooby gang, man. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty relaxed. No, but I could see that where it's yeah. like he's he's now torn between like some being uh, a lackey of the hidden one, or and- maybe Pandora. I'll make this prediction. Pandora originally. Pulls Joe into being a Wendigo as in, a, in an effort to stop them, but as she turns against the Hidden One, she ends up turn like helping Joe just be Joe as the Aww. Wendigo. So that and that's how Pandora winds up on our team. Uh, Jessica Bryant in the chat says Joe can only turn one more time before it's permanent, and then uh, Boo sixty nine B says Joe touched a piece of the box and started turning into a Wendigo in the promo. Yeah. So maybe it's Pandora's box that activates the hidden well, stuff. Well, because we know that the box is like the holder of all the evil in the world. It's it's been confirmed like that it's yep. it's the same thing as the Greek myth. Just and let so us out. Just, And so just maybe because he touched the yeah, maybe because he touched the box it like it let go of his evil side. Yeah. Uh, I could see that. That could be very cool. Um any other thoughts, guys? Mm-hmm. I mean I think it'll be pretty good. <laughs> I think we guys. might be getting uh, my no. favorite character back. No, no, we're never getting him. He's going uh, to no. return to true form. No, and not too many episodes left. Zach no. Wilson, I got to say, if if you're going to say that all the evils in the box, then Holly could be in that box. Yes. <laughs> Holly's just like Holly comes out of Pandora's box. <laughs> oh, oh wait, what? Huh? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, the, there's 18 episodes in this in this season that gives us. When these us... characters die, do you think they die and go back to Pandora's box, like the like Pokemon? Yeah. <laughs> no, they just faint. They don't die. They faint. No, I like, mean not like, anymore. Like Maybe. when the when, like when Leeds the Leeds demon, the lightning rod demon, when he died in this episode, the Jersey Devil. Do you think he like he died and just went back to her box? Like his spirit? Hmm. No, he's no, probably. He, there was a lot shattered. of blood on the ground there. Like there was like a coat of red, just like where he had been. <laughs> red coat. Pretty sure he's dead. Um, pretty sure we haven't done yeah. iTunes shoutouts. Oh, we have not. Do we have any this week? Yeah, we got some iTunes. Um, yeah, let's see. Yeah, let's Here's some iTunes, iTunes shoutouts. Glue Gunky, Glue Gunky, one of my favorites. Love Sleepy Hollow, and one of the reasons I have stuck with it through the uh, low points is the crude afterbuzz each. Even when an episode has its flaws, it is still so fun to listen to my friends talk about it. Aw, you're our friend too, Glue Gunky. And I will call you Glue Gunky in person. Uh, Take leads on. Take on leads. He'll be mushing a day or two. Line of Ice says, it's about time 
Actually, I'll do. I'll you do. You keep evolving your. I'm gonna do Holly. It's about time any of the monsters were actually working for the hidden one. I wish Leeds had survived for at least another episode just yes. to explore his character and his devotion to the hidden one more. Especially if I said devotion would be tested. It would be fun watching him and Pandora tag team the hidden one. Yes, it would. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm glad that next week appears to bring her to the Pandora that actually gets stuff done. I know why Joe Jenny won't move in with it. Can be Jenny doesn't want Abby to hear the things they do in private. Ooh, that was oh, a that's possible. That was a heated what's happening? heated comment. It's a lot of sexual things. Going Lots on. of sexual things going on there, but like. It's like when me and Zach Wilson, when you and I play... You just uh, said there's a lot of sexual things going on, and then yeah, you said... where are you going with this? <laughs> it's when we play Settlers of Catan, and there's so many wood jokes thrown away. Oh, okay. Around, and then this show just has Pandora's box, and there's just so many box jokes. It's just unavoidable. Yeah, I mean... I mean, we did have the, we did have the spoon not on his nose joke. <laughs> Which was oh yeah, that's yeah. well. Franklin's always naked. Franklin's <laughs> always got something going on, um, and we've got a lot going on here at After Buzz TV. So go on to iTunes or SoundCloud or YouTube. Hit us with a rating, a comment, a review. Hit thumbs up button. Any of those ways, it all helps us out. And so please go ahead and do it. And uh, if you do, we get to give you a shout out on the show. So. Until oh, next week. Oh, no. Some brilliant, fantastic Geronimo in the chest as Pandora opens the box. Henry, Katrina, and Holly pop, pop out. No! <laughs> no! Well, season one, Henry, maybe. I mean, if you oh, want to yeah. make, if you want to have, if you want to have the scariest season four of the show, you just make it be season two again. Oh no! No! That's no! Too frightening. That's scary it's too frightening. Sad, sad okay, thing. guys, I think that's gonna do it for this week. It's the Sleepy Hollow After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Until next week with episode 14. That's five episodes left, guys. My God. Only five episodes Only five left. Episodes. Um, Stephen Lemieux, where can everyone find you? Yeah, just find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-N-L-E-M-I-U-X. And go ahead and check out our movie network, The Popcorn Talk Network, youtube.com slash popcorn talk network, and on Twitter at The Popcorn Talk. Be sure to hit that thumbs up button right there. It's like just a click to do it so you have no excuses. You can find me on my website, 123jackieb.com. That's where my Instagram, Twitter, blog, etc. is. And you guys can find me on Twitter, YouTube, uh, on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N, a whole bunch of shows here at After Buzz. I'm also on Drag Race tomorrow night. Not the actual show, <laughs> just hitting that on the AfterBuzz show. Yeah. So uh, check that out. You guys can find me on uh, the Grim After Show coming up. We've got some really cool exclusive interviews from uh, the Grim 100th episode Red Carpet that uh, Yel Teagle and I went to last night, so be sure to check in that. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. returns this Tuesday. So I hope to see you guys there. I'm Zach Wilson. Thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Good night, sleepyheads. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.